Nicolas Cage reveals that as a child, he was convinced that he was actually an alien. And we look at the alien deception that so much of our world is pushing upon us, as well as the tragic end of Stephen Twitch Boss. Stay with us as we look at these and other stories on the 511 News. Welcome back to the 511 News. I'm your host, Chad Davidson of Good Fight Ministries. And on today's episode, we're not only going to be looking at Nicolas Cage and the nefarious character that he truly is, but also at the alien deception as a whole and a recent celebrity dancer and DJ passes away at his own volition. But before we get into these stories, we just ask that you click on the like button. Make sure you subscribe to Good Fight Ministries. And if you are listening via podcast, please make sure to leave a review. Let people know that you enjoy listening to this show, and hopefully we do a good job of presenting the news of today in a way that will help you share the gospel with your neighbor. Well, whether it's through social media, movies, or otherwise, the alien agenda is a popular topic. Some of the celebrities who have pushed different ideas, whether on podcasts, movies, or dedicated their entire lives to it, include such people as Joe Rogan, Dan Aykroyd, Tom DeLonge, John Lennon, Tom Cruise, and many others who have all pushed the alien agenda, and some of which actually dedicated a lot of their lives in order to get to know what's going on in our universe. In fact, when we look at even Dan Aykroyd, as some of you know him as a comedian, he also has spent a lot of time, even going on Larry King, upset with aliens and trying to get people to understand just how real they are. But before we actually get into the alien agenda and even what Nicolas Cage has recently espoused, there is a story that just recently took place that is quite heartbreaking, and it's the tragic story of Ellen DeGeneres' DJ, Stephen Twitch Boss, and his recent passing. The famed dancer and DJ has left behind his wife, Allison, as well as his three children, Wesley Maddox and Zaya. Law enforcement sources say that Stephen's wife, Allison Holker, ran into an LAPD station Tuesday, and she was frantic because she said Stephen had left home without his car, something that was not like him at all. We're told a short time later, around 11.15 a.m., paramedics got a call from a medical emergency at an L.A. hotel, and they found Stephen there, dead from an apparent self-inflicted gunshot wound. He was pronounced dead at the scene. Now, Stephen Twitch Boss was known for working on the show Ellen as well as one of the actors in the risque male stripper movie Magic Mike, where he dances alongside Channing Tatum. In a tweet by Emmanuel Acho, a sports commentator, former NFL player, and a professing Christian, He had mentioned about the late dancer and stated, I've never known a man to radiate joy the way Twitch did. Every time we connected, the only thing that could exceed the laughter were the smiles. Twitch, your last message to me said, sending love and light always. You better believe I'm holding you to that. Now, there are a few things there that are quite sad because we are talking about someone who 
did take it upon their own hands to end their own life. And as Ecclesiastes 7.17 says, you fool, why shall you die before your time? And that's sad enough to leave behind his wife and children. But also when we see that light and love message, it makes me wonder right when I saw it, what sort of ideas, what sort of worldview that this man might have had? Because most people, when they look at some of his videos and online and so forth, and even highlights that I've been sent by other people, say, look how happy he is. Look how joyful he is dancing to this music with his family and everything. And when I start reading Love and Light that he's sending his friends, immediately, I have to be honest with you, I start seeing a radar that's saying, that sounds like the New Age. And then I went into his Twitter page and started to look at some of the things he said, like when he commented on Beyonce's new album, quote, Beyonce blessed us with a track that's full of affirmations and a beat to be sure that I will be participating in zero conversation while that song is on. I'm dancing my blank off to this, period. Sadly, the love and light promises will never bring about true love and true light that comes from the light of the world that is Jesus Christ. The love that we see by definition in 1 Corinthians 13 is one that doesn't rejoice in evil, one that rejoices in the truth, one that never fails, one that in all honesty would not leave his children behind in this sort of manner if he was walking in what is the true Spirit of God by way of the Holy Spirit. And it's ha- it's it's heartbreaking, really, when you look at it and you see these things, these counterfeits of the true light of the world that is Jesus Christ, these counterfeits of tr- what true love is that happens when God is love, which he is and has been for all eternity, and the fact that God is love was shown to us on the cross when Jesus gave his life up, not because he was upset or sad or mad at a certain situation, but that he gave his life as a ransom for many, that he died for the world because of the sins that we committed. And it's heartbreaking to see that, and so many people will exchange the truth of the gospel, the truth of who Christ is, the truth of God's word, and receive these light and love that aren't true by the definition of Scripture, which is the very thing that corresponds the truth to us by way of God, because it is God-breathed. And all truth that we find is found in Him, He who is the truth, as Jesus affirmed Himself in John chapter 14, verse 6. And sadly enough, these affirmations and manifestations and astrological signs and anything else that doesn't align with the Word of God will fall short. And this joy that maybe Acho thought he saw in this man's eyes clearly was not the joy of the Spirit, the one that sustains, that no matter in whatever situation you may be in, you can have the joy that sustains, a hope that is within you, that is different from the outside world, a hope that is promised through the scripture that even through any torments and toils, anything that you're going through, that we have a hope in Jesus that can be found only in him and him alone. Because hope and love and true light and true joy, those things are only found in the person of Jesus Christ. 
They are not found in any other thing. And sadly enough, any counterfeit that comes and tries to give itself in some other way and tries to espouse themselves as light and love that don't match up with the true light of the world and the true love that is personified at the cross in the person of Jesus Christ, we need to get away from it and run from it. And sadly enough, I was reading an article that was an interview with Nicholas Cage, and he's another guy who espouses some very interesting things. He's also acted in films and done some pretty horrible acting, uh, but also some pretty horrible films as well. And you're the biggest liar of them all. I am warning you. You tell me another and I'll rescue myself. That is a promise, Miss... Rose. Sister Rose. Of course. Another plant. Rose. And he's a very interesting person uh, if you get to know him at all. In fact, I remember when I was coaching wrestling here in Southern California, his son actually wrestled as well. And his son is actually named Cal L, if I remember correctly. He wrestled heavyweights for Beverly Hills High School. And he was named after, if you know Cal L, named after Superman's name in Krypton. And Nicolas Cage himself is an interesting character. And this interview doesn't do anything to disprove that. And the 58-year-old actor said he was shocked to discover that he had normal organs and a normal skeleton like everyone else. Speaking to Ramp Style Magazine, he opened up about his childhood, saying he had trouble relating to people as he was socially awkward. He explained, my father told me he felt like he had to introduce himself to me because I was such an alien. Quote, I was shocked the day I went to the doctor's office as a child, and I found out that I had normal organs and a normal skeleton because I was certain I was from another planet. And he added this. And this is the thing that got me thinking along the lines of he really thought he was an alien, but this got me thinking because of the influence he mentions here. He added, quote, I had difficulties connecting with other people. When I saw David Bowie in The Man Who Fell to Earth, I realized I needed to do something. So I became an actor. So if you don't know anything about David Bowie, he is another one who actually has talked about aliens and so forth. And he himself, not only being a reprobate and not only in his days on the earth and not only um, talking some pretty disgusting things, but he himself, as you watch this clip from our video here at Good Fight Ministries, they sold their souls for rock and roll. You can hear him talking about a certain uniform that he actually dons himself in. David Bowie has been called by Time Magazine the most influential of all rock musicians. This is because David Bowie is considered the greatest trendsetter in the history of rock music. Bowie was the first glitter rocker. He was also the forerunner of punk rock and the first to release disco music. But few realize that David Bowie's success was a result of his Satanism. Bowie admitted, My overriding interest was in Kabbalah and Crowleyism, that whole dark, rather fearsome never world of the wrong side of the brain. In his song Quicksand, David Bowie sings about being closer to the Golden Dawn, an occult organization that Crowley once belonged to, and then he goes on to sing about wearing Crowley's uniform. I'm closer to the Golden Dawn must in Crowley's uniform of imagery. Now notice that he mentioned in that clip that he was immersed in Crowley's uniform. And 
on the subject of aliens, it's very interesting because when we look at one of the demons known as Lamb or Awas, that Aleister Crowley actually drew a picture of this demon. And I want you to see what he looks like. And as you look at that image, this was drawn in the early 1900s. And think about this. This picture would fit right into a lot of the modern artwork of what people think are aliens. And in fact, guess what it was? It was simply a demon. And one of the things that we did here at Good Fight Ministries, not only our series on Marvel, which by the way, another so or another popular case of the world pointing us towards alien figures and so forth, but I do believe that there is an alien deception afoot. And we actually interviewed expert Gary Bates, author on aliens, and he actually has a book and a documentary with the same title, Alien Intrusion. And we talked to him about some of the more contemporaneous avenues that so many of these alien abductions, which really, when you get down to them, look more like possessions that take place, how they use the things that are prevalent in the contemporary understanding of what an alien should be. In fact, you think of Marvin the Martian. I claim this planet in the name of Mars. Isn't that lovely? And you think of these different characters. For a long time, when these aliens would come to abduct people, they would tell them they were where they were from, and those messages have changed over the years, even the way that they look. And, and actually, here is Gary talking about this very interesting phenomenon. Dr. Jacques Vallée, who's one of the world's leading UFO researchers, probably written more books on the subject than anyone else. Uh, he was interviewed in the movie. He showed it's the same experience presenting itself in a different guise over generations. And he harked back to the last century when people had encounters with fairies. <laughs> Now, we laugh when we think about that because we know fairies are not real. You know, we've, we're more enlightened. We're past that. But fairies were pop culture uh, in the day. And so people believe they're having encounters with fairies. And guess what? They were taking to other worlds or other dimensions. There was a sexual component that people were told that they were special. And again, it's that isolating experience. And it all serves one purpose, of course, and that is to undermine the truth of the gospel, even to get to, to get you to doubt that the validity of our existence in the spiritual realm uh, that is obviously you know dominated and, and uh, ruled by God to kind of get you to say, well, maybe it's not that way. Another example is how many people have had encounters with spirits of the dead? The Bible's full of those encounters. But the Bible was also very, very clear, have nothing to do with them. It says have nothing to do with the heavenly host, the starry host. We're talking about angels. And, of course, in the New Testament, it says, you know, basically that some have entertained good angels, we presume, without knowing it. But it says that Satan masquerades as an angel of light. And so, you know, if I think I've had an encounter with my deceased father, even subtly that says, well, maybe the Bible's not true. You know, I was told that when you die, you go to one or two places, heaven or hell, but but hey, my father stood at the bottom of my bed in the middle of the night. So it creates those doubts based upon your experience and being 
for want of a better term, carnal creatures being driven by our, our physical senses, you know, eyes and, and hearing and taste and touch, that tends to dominate uh, the interpretation of our experience. But when we're dealing with something spiritual, uh, that's not our realm. So we need to go to a source that is from that realm to help us discern it. Of course, that is that that is the scriptures. So when it comes to these abductions and when it comes to the aliens as a whole, how do these aliens that are abducting people, how do the atheist and the more naturalistic understanding, how are they, people coming from that worldview, how are they trying to explain these things? With something called the extraterrestrial hypothesis, which is typically what you see in science fiction movies, aliens who are advanced in their hyperdrive spaceships, you know, visiting the Earth, stealthily abducting people in the middle of the night. Well, we've been watching and looking at this for over 70 years, and and the actual evidence does not show that. So we didn't know what it was. They, the secular people would say we still don't know what it was, but the evidence does not say that. So I've always said that there's a spiritual aspect to some of it, you know, not all of it. Most of it can be actually naturally explained, but the secular people have actually shifted towards, dare I say, the Christian view, which has been always been what's called the interdimensional hypothesis. That's not something we dreamt up. The interdimensional hypothesis said that these beings, some people still believe aliens, are coming to us from other dimensions or multiverses or something like that. Again, there's no evidence for multiverses but they possess supernatural or spiritual characteristics. They use words like paranormal or paraphysical. And as Christians, we would call them supernatural or spiritual. And, you know, in the movie you mentioned uh, there, but Dr. John Mack, who was a former professor of Harvard Medical School, who's an atheist, says as an in, in an interview there, he says, we are dealing with spirit beings coming to us from another realm. So to put it succinctly, we probably all agree, the serious researchers, Christian and non-Christian, all agree about the nature of the phenomena. Uh, what we're going to disagree is about its origin, where it comes from, and that's because they still possess a naturalistic worldview, you know, Big Bang and evolution, etc. Funny enough, before I actually came to know Christ, I was taken to watch a video called Expelled No Intelligence allowed. And one of the things that stuck out to me the most was when they had famed atheist protagonist Richard Dawkins talking about where everything came from, where the seed of of Darwinian evolution, as he calls it, almost like a pod, where it all came from and how did we get here and who put us here and so forth. And it actually seems that Dawkins himself comes up with an alien hypothesis. It could come about in the following way. It could be that uh, at some earlier time, somewhere in the universe, a civilization evolved by probably some kind of Darwinian means to a very, very high level of technology and designed a form of life that they seeded onto perhaps this this planet. Um, Now, that is a possibility and and an intriguing possibility. Mm. And I suppose it's possible that you might find evidence for that if you look at the um, at the detail details of biochemistry, molecular biology, you might find a signature of some sort of designer. Wait a second. Richard Dawkins thought intelligent design might be a legitimate pursuit? Um, and that designer could well be a higher intelligence from elsewhere 
in the universe. Well, But that higher intelligence would itself have had to have come about by some explicable or ultimately explicable process. It couldn't have just jumped into existence spontaneously. That's the point. So Professor Dawkins was not against intelligent design, just certain types of designers, such as God. Now, I will tell you this. When it comes to the alien intrusion, when it comes to the video and so forth, and the book that was written by Gary Bates, and some of the leaders of MUFON and some of the testimonies that I've heard from those who were abducted by aliens, one of the reasons we bring this up in a talk about New Age is the fact that so many people actually go to the New Age movement when these things take place. Because when they come to tell of their stories, a lot of times Christians are not as gentle and do not empathize with those who have befallen this sort of event that has taken place with them. And it feels very real to them. And so instead of explaining to them and listening to them and, and actually trying to show them how the Christian worldview is right and there's a reason these things are taking place, a lot of times they're pushed to the side. And I don't want that to take place. But one of the most beautiful things, and listen to Gary talk about this because this was the most compelling thing in Alien Intrusion. If I only watched 15 minutes of the documentary, it'd be the portion where they talk about this and they interview people at the fact that only Jesus, Jesus alone, has been the one to put an end to some of these abductions. Not some naturalistic means, not some pill that someone popped, but specifically, when we look at it, it's the name of Jesus. He is the one that ultimately ends these alien abductions. This was something that uh, I came across, and then I discovered some other researchers finding the same thing. Uh, in the movie, we interview a man by the name of Joe Jordan, Uh, he describes himself as a crystal ball rolling new ager, or formerly. And he was a, an investigator for MUFON. MUFON, who I mentioned, Mutual UFO Network, is the world's largest UFO investigation group in the world. And they were all struggling to fathom out what's happening with these abductions. And that's because of, at that time, they're very much the supernatural nature of it. It didn't make any sense for these to be physical aliens flitting in and out of our environment, aliens walking through walls and ceilings, and then the abductees going up the same way. So they said, let's step outside the box. Is there any specific group of people by and large that might not be being abducted by what they thought was aliens. And so they went back through their case studies and they discovered that there seemed to be a significant group of the population that called themselves Christians that seemed to be repelling these abduction attempts. So they wrote about it. Their research was rejected by MUFON because, oh, well, that's you know some Christian idea or something like that. Uh, and then what they did is they published their findings and uh, only published it in a local newspaper in Florida. And then it got picked up and syndicated around the world where they got bombarded with people saying that I had this experience. I called out on the name of Jesus or I, I said a, a prayer. I, I sang hymns. I just pleaded, you know, with God in the name of Jesus and the abduction stopped. I think we featured four of these abductees uh, in our movie. And, um, and again, you might say, well, why were Christians being abducted? Well, in the U.S. in particular, a lot of us have been brought up as cultural Christians. 
So a lot of these people who had these experiences and being brought up in the church were no longer going. But, you know, it's the old saying, there's no atheists in foxholes. So in the moment of their experience, they knew nothing else except to call on Jesus for help. And their testimonies, they do, don't they? I mean, they make the hair stand up on the back of your neck as to the reality and the power of the name of Jesus Christ. Because as one of them noted, and by the way, all of these people have since become full-on evangelical Bible-believing Christians that regularly attend church because they knew and understood the power of God and the name and authority of Jesus Christ. Well, we've got, we've got hundreds and hundreds of these cases now. So either they're all making it up you know, or they're all crazy or there's got to be some validation. And uh, one of the little secrets I know when I said earlier that we would both, both sides would agree about the nature of it there are more and more uh, people, particularly in MUFON and the serious researchers, that actually recognize the demonic nature uh, of it. With that said, I want to point out to you right now that you can turn to Jesus right now. If any of these things have taken place in your life or you've had demonic attacks or whatever it may be, if these sorts of things are taking place in your life, you can turn to Jesus right now. And the fact is, is that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. And you can place your complete and total trust in him. This has been Chad Davidson, and this is the 511 News. The 511 News with Chad Davidson has been brought to you by Good Fight Ministries, bringing you news and commentary from a Christian perspective. This show can be heard every Friday wherever podcast shows are available or visit 511news.org. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to being with you next week on the 511 News.